אחינו קובייס ישראל. Everybody, Baltimore, come on. Oh! קובייס ישראל, הנסונים בצורו ובשוויו. הואים דין בין ביום ובין ביום It's such a schos to be here in Baltimore. Thank you, thank you so much for coming out. It's a tremendous chizuk. What a way to start the trip on the East Coast. You know, I was in Chicago for five days. I had a bar mitzvah there, my nephew, but... I was worried, coming to the East Coast, what is it going to be like tomorrow? I'm giving a shear in a basement somewhere. Coming out here, the feeling of mishpacha, meeting so many people tonight, so many people introduced themselves. I have to say, like, this is the first time that literally five people came over to me and they said, my wife knew your mother, my mother-in-law knew your mother, I am your mother. I just... <laughs> Unbelievable, but Yishkoyach, thank you for coming out. The shir, the way it is, is a effort of, first of all, all the people that listen to the shir, all the people that schlep in friends to come listen and come join Tyra, come get a free Gemara. You have Peretz Chaim Levin who drove in from Brooklyn to set up a table to convince Maybe I'll get another 10, 20 people. It's Kedai. Every schus from is Kedai. It doesn't matter how much he has to drive, how far. But when I come to Baltimore, the first thing you think about, of course, is Rip Fischl. 
Rafishal. Rafishal was with us from Brachas Dav Beis, all the way in the beginning when we were still in our infancy. He used to come with a taxi every day when he was in Eretz Yisrael, day after day, have the taxi parked outside of MDY. He wanted to see what this, why did they build a building just for that what is it? What's going on here? And he became a real partner. He's a person that doesn't stop for a second. You notice every day when we have a Mishnah, the official Mishnah, because he decided that MDY needs a little money. This is a great way to raise cash. He's going to give X amount of money for the rest of Shas. His name is going to be on every Mishnah. Then he had a brainstorm. Why don't we raise money when we turn the page? We'll call it turning of the daf. So now, Baruch Hashem, we limited it to two sponsors every time we turn the daf. The brainstorm, official. Because he's there to be Marbet's Torah, to increase Torah. And then, Rabbi Isai, you're not going to believe this one. He doesn't stop pestering. But Eli, when are you going to do the official line? Every line is going to be the official line. I said, how much official? $100,000 in Masechta. I said, no way. Two fifty. dollars now we're talking. So now, we're in discussions now. The official line, Simon Mover, Kamifligate, the official line, that's how, that's how he wants it to be. But, Raboy says, seriously, here's a person that used his ingenuity, is that a real word? It's a pun of it's a word. He doesn't stop thinking of ways how to increase Torah and Klai Yisrael. In fact, I don't know, I said it yesterday without his Rishos, so I'll say it again today without his Rishos. Fischl, is donating $100,000 to Masechtas Ksubas to give other people in Klai Yisrael a chance to learn Torah. It's unbelievable. I think that deserves a round of applause. <laughs> the other thing, so you're talking about Fischl, but MDY is a whole group of people behind the scenes. Tonight we have with us, the fl- he flew in all the way from Eretz Yisrael, Gary Bemoshe, right over here, the tech guy. All the way in the back, in the left corner, the last guy on the left, Tomer Levy, always sits in the back left corner, flew in from Eretz Yisrael, standing up. He's our executive director. And we also have with us Avi Kamiansky, one of the Bowman brothers, also flew in from Eretz Yisrael just to be here tonight. So, Yishkoyach. Yishkoyach, Yishkoyach. I met somebody, I don't know if he could come up here, but to me it was a tremendous chos to learn that Cantor David Newman might be one of our oldest members at the ripe young age of 94. He is doffing away day after day. Get over here. I don't know if he can get, come, come, get over here. Bring him from over here. It is unbelievable. No, Rabbi Sai. Yeah, I'll go to him. 
You don't say get over here to a 94-year-old. Shalom Aleichem. You're a cantor? Yes. Could you do the good morning, Rabbi Isai? Good, good morning, morning Rabbi Isai. Very good. Oh. Okay, Givali. How long are you doing this year with us? About a couple of years. A couple of years? Yes. When you're ripe old, 92. I think uh, somewhere about there. By the way, yeah. let me tell you, I see you every day on the screen. Yeah. I get great zechus seeing you in person. And what you do, your learning gives me greater emphasis in my other learning areas. Wow. It's a pleasure meeting you. Thank you. Here, take it with the whole oil, maybe. One round of the whole. Of the beautiful tzibur here in Baltimore. Unbelievable crowd. Yishkoyach. Yishkoyach the official again for all the food. The very tasty dinner that we had before. Is good food out there, Rabbi Isai? Good food. All right. We don't have that much time for... Uh, emails, but we'll do them anyways. Dan Moshkowitz says, I'm away to Toronto see him, because I'm going to be in Toronto on Sunday. So he's doing like a five-day trip to Toronto, seeing the Neflois Habar on the way, road tripping from Calgary to Toronto. Got this great shot learning in one of Canada's national parks on the edge of Lake Superior. It's a struggle to learn with our reception in Canada's north, but the effort makes it feel so much sweeter when getting the days dafin idan. What else do we have here? Ooh, this is a long one. Oh, but nevertheless, we have to say, we have to read it. We are three high school boys, because when high school boys learn Yavamis, it's a tremendous, tremendous thing. From the UK, we started learning the daf with you. Two of us started at Moikatan, one at Sukkah. None of us has ever missed the daf, except the PG ones. Okay. And together, brought several classmates to the daf as well. We're so enthralled and encouraged that we decided together to work back on the Masechtas that we haven't done yet. We now learn every night together. Because of you, we have started to fit more learning to our daily routine, even with all the schoolwork which we have had recently. After all, it's not about the daf, it's about the yomi. I'm so proud of these guys. We'd really love to come to New Jersey to the next major siyum. Rabbi Isai, I believe that everybody here should get in a car and come to New Jersey. It's going to be a maimed of Kiddush Hashem like you've never seen before. The feeling, the one that we did, and if it's anything like Ramat B'Chemish, but this is going to be even bigger and better. I had, I was on cloud nine for like a month later. It's Kedai. I'm telling you it's Kedai. We'd really love to come to New There are people here, by the way, that drove in from New York to be here for the Shear, so you guys could drive from here to go to the to New Jersey. It's only two and a half hours or something. Because of you, and if Gerish and Ben Moshe drives you, it's an hour and a half. So we'd really love to come to New Jersey for the next major seal. You tell me them. Ari, Ellie, and Tzvi. P.S. Please don't read this out loud. <laughs> Daniel Rubinoff. Hi, Belly. Sorry I'm going to be missing the big seal in New Jersey, but Amir Tashem joined the, the one in RBS. I met Mayor Planka, Mayor Planka from Toronto. Bezer Hashem, we'll see him there, I think, I hope. Kevin Rajbi Miron. We are part of the MDY family. Best regards, Dan Rubinoff. And here's a picture of the Siam Manchester, the old Daf Siam in Manchester. 
The MDY, all the Afsim of Manchester. All right. If I could read this without my glasses. The Parnas HaChodesh for the Koyal is Lili Nishma Zechari Ben Moshe. Parnas HaChodesh, number one, by the lack of love of your family, is like when you're because Torah is the best gula. Parnas HaChodesh, number two, Rufu Shlema for Chani Yechevet, Avio, Bash Yivruchaya. Parnas HaChodesh, three, the MDY family, Lili Nishmas, Shimshim Weiss, Shimshim Ben Meshulam Dov, Zechari Lebracha. Parnas HaChodesh, number four, has a schos for our children to be Kodosh, safe, healthy, and happy. And oh, Hashem loves them. Today's sponsor, Ilana Price, in honor of Fischl. Sarah Lee, Simcha, Margie Gross, and the Tari Gross family for all that they do to support and enhance Tari learning for all of Klai Yisrael. By David Dimbert, in honor of the wedding of Joseph Dimbert and Rachel Leir Friedman, I heard, I was asking about him, how come you're not there in Chicago? He made a wedding, so Mazel Tov, thank you. They should be zoich to build a base number Yisrael. And by Jonathan Babakov, Lila Nishmas, Michal Bas, Miriam. By Lauren and Sarah Ditsa Spiegelman, in honor of the engagement of their daughter, Devora Tariel Marcus from Toronto, Mazel Tov Lauren. See, I have to read these things in order to know that he made an engagement. Wow. You guys know who Lauren is, right? He sits on the table every day. By Peretz Chaim Levin, a big actor, official for Peretz Chaim, get over here. If you're in the room, for all that he does, MDY, he's outside giving out Gemaras. For his years of friendship to me and my family, for being partially responsible for me joining this year. You're partially responsible for getting him, so every guy that he gets, you get dividends. Come, come here, without knocking over the camera. Yishkoyach Reperetzchaim, you're tzaddik. I love you. You drove all the way from Brooklyn to give out Gemaras over here? Unbelievable. How many guys did you sign up? Maybe 30 people. 30 people? You mean there's more people that never saw the shir than. Okay. Wow. Hi. Ellie Stefanski. Okay. Wow. Big, big schos. You know, everybody could be a Paris Chaim Levin. It doesn't have to be him. You can get one guy, your neighbor, that doesn't learn Torah or learns Torah, but a Shvacha Magichir or something. Bring him on. You know what I'm saying? Okay. We are starting from a brand new Mishnah, which means it's like a brand new sugya. Daf Kufchof Aleph, which means we are only two dapim away from the end of the Masechta. It's unbelievable. It's a beautiful, beautiful daf. It's very, very gishmak. <clears throat> and if this is your first day in Yevamas, no, this doesn't represent Yevamas. This is more of an Agadita Gemara. Says the Mishnah, Nafal Lamayim, if a person drowned, Bain Shishlam Saif, whether you could see the outskirts of the, the banks of the water, Bain Shainlam Saif, whether the water just keeps on going, Ishtoi Asura. We're going to see a, a Peladika thing. There's a very, very beautiful idea here in the Mishnah, and that is that. When Chachamim establish a halacha, it has an effect on, on nature, on the, on the metzius, on the fact. Chachamim did us a favor in a way by them saying, we're going to see it throughout the sugi today, by them saying that a woman is osur 
to get married, we cannot assume that her husband is dead by drowning, that enables people to escape drowning. Because if Chachamim would have paskined that she could get married right away, so in essence what they're saying is that somebody that get, drowns in the water, he's dead on the spot. So in Metzias, he would die right away. By Chachamim saying that she's usher, they're telling nature that, hey, this guy has a chance. That's what the Achreinim speak about. There's a guy that fell into a great pit full of water, but he came up after three days. So you see that he could survive three days. The Gemara is going to discuss, was he submerged? I mean, the Gemara doesn't really discuss it, but we're going to come out with some sort of idea what happened over here. There was a blind man who went into a cave the Yorad he had a shadow, he had somebody that accompanied him, and they both went into the cave. They have, I'm a diver also, there's something called cave diving, it's probably the most dangerous, definitely the most dangerous diving you could do, but it's, it's beyond that. It's one of the most dangerous things a human being can do. But anyway, they go in there to dive, maybe without the equipment in those days, and they didn't come out. So they start counting, one minute, two minutes, 20 minutes. How long could they be submerged and survive? They said their, their wives could get married. Here again is a very bad example of during Shiva, as the wives are sitting Shiva for their husbands, they come and read a Shidduch for the wives. Hey! You know, your husband just died. What a tragedy, terrible. But you know, but you know, I have a very good shidduch for you. What do you say? And then the Mishnah says, V'hisus nishaseim, immediately after Shiva, they got married. That's my own little shot, but it just reminded me of a Maisa Shahaya. I just said it last week, but I hope I didn't say it in Shir. I told somebody, this is a true story. My next door neighbor, Loya Lenu, lost his 20-year-old son two years ago. Something like that, like two years ago. And he told me that during Shiva, a guy came over to him and asked him, does your son, did he eat a lot of barekas? Because barekas could cause heart attacks. People say the most ridiculous things during Shiva, and uh, it's probably not a good idea to read Shiduchim either during Shiva. So this is the amazing story that we had yesterday, where they lowered a guy off the ship, they tied some sheets to his leg, and they lowered him down. And they said, go get, go fetch whatever pearls you see down there. And they're holding him tight. Don't worry, we'll pull you up. Before they were able to pull him up, comes a shark and eats most of his body. But he left the leg tied to the rope. So now they pull up the rope. And lo and behold, their friend is gone. But he left them his shoe and part of his leg. So the halacha, also be Depends. If it's a fatal wound, it's a wound that's going to cause trefa above the knee. So she, we could assume he's dead. How long exactly you have to wait because a trefa could survive 12 months? It's, it's a knee done. Could she get married immediately the next day? Or she has to wait 12 months? I mean, she can never get married right away. She has to wait three, three months anyway. But three months, 12 months, okay. But she can get married based on the foot. Imagine if the foot didn't come up. Then we'd be, if I acted Tsaris, because maybe it's Mayim Shein Lemusayif, and maybe he found a submarine or something, or a tuna, and he, he got out of there. 
But now that we have his leg, we know that he sustained a very major injury. But if the wound was below the knee, then she can't get married because perhaps he survived. So we have a, a pretty big daf here with a lot of words, so we have to pick up pace a little bit. Fall into water that you can't see the edges, or you could see the edges. If you could see the edges, so it's less of a chiddush because where is he? He didn't show up. I don't know if I said the story, but I'll say it again. I was a 12-year-old kid. I was in a camp, and we were doing this trip in Israel called Nachal Yehudia. And we're in Nachal Yehudia, and there's a 12-meter, I think, waterfall. Most people, they come from the top, and they jump into the water, and they swim across this body of water. But because we were younger, we were like 12 years old, they didn't want us jumping, so they wanted us to go across the water. They didn't think it through very well because everybody was very thirsty. Some kids dehydrated, they fainted. And a lot of us didn't know how to swim across this big body. It's a large body of water. So anyways, this guy on top, he was Yeshiva Bacher, his name was Maimon. And he goes, Achad, Shtaim, Shalosh, jumped in. And he never came out. And here's the whole camp. And we're watching and we're counting. Where is he? And he never, he never surfaced. And we realized that he's dead. He's under the water, and it was a terrible, terrible tragedy. And they had to bring the army, and they had to bring the body out, and we're all watching this as 12-year-olds. Whatever. Don't send your kids to that camp in Erzishol. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm sure it doesn't exist anymore. But it was Mayim Sheishlam Soif. It was a body of water the size of this room, let's say. It, there was edges. You could see that the guy didn't come out. It was obvious that he's not alive. That Where is he? He jumped from the top of the waterfall. And where is he? I don't know, ask Avi, Avi, is that thing still open these days? Where is Avi? Is Avi Kamiansky here? Do they still have that Nachayudia? Because sometimes they close it down. So-so. Sometimes it's, it's a very dangerous place. Anyway. Been closed for years. Okay. Chacham say, if it has no edge, then maybe the guy got out somewhere. You don't know. Like Yaina, they, they grabbed him and finished. I brought that story, true story, the guy in Australia, I think it was Australia, the shark, whale, whale shark swallowed him alive and then spit him out somewhere. So you, you're not going to see that, it's going to be two miles later. What does it mean? If you stand in one place, you can see all four sides, that's Eilam Saif. Ahu Gavra, the Tova Ba'agma, the Samke. There was a man who drowned in the swamp. Antsiva Rav Shila Dvisu, so Rav Shila said his wife could get married. Omale Rav Lishmuel, the famous duo Rav and Shmuel, the Godel Adar in Bavel Rav, tell Shmuel, Tonishamte, let's put this Rav Shila in Cherem. What business does he have saying that his wife could get married based on drowning in a swamp without recovering the body? Omalei, he says, Shmuel, slow down. Before you put him in Cherem, let's see. Let's be Dalikaf Schoser, Nishlach Liberation. Let's ask him what happened. So they asked him. This swamp is not unlimited. It's not an ocean. It has, it has borders. So what do you say? What's Allah in Maim Shalem Soif? So he says, 
I'm getting you. And what do you say about this uh, body of water, this swamp? So according to Rav Shila right now, this Agam is Ein Lo Soif and Ein Lo Soif is Osir. So then why did you say the wife is Mutter? Oh, I got you. Umar, my time of Adahachi. You know what he said? Mita Taina. I made a mistake. You can make an honest mistake. A guy came over to me tonight. I don't know if he's here. I hope he's not here anymore. He said, you know, I used to watch a share. I don't watch a share anymore. He said this and this and this once in an in email. I said, I'm sorry. I don't, I don't remember what you're saying, but it wasn't right what you said. Okay, I'm sorry. You know, especially me. I, I told him. I said, I don't have a filter, really. And the fact that, you, that I'm only saying these things once every six months or once every two days is a big chiddush. You cut me some slack. People make mistakes. I thought, I'm explaining my mistake. I thought that since the water is gathered, you know, it's a swamp. Swamp land. You know, you go to Florida, there's swamps over there. So it's, I thought that, you know, there's no waves. So if a guy goes in over here, how is he going to get out, uh, you know, two miles later? There's no waves. So, you know what my mistake was? But there are waves. You know why? Because the wind comes and it, it makes waves, etc. So maybe, you know, the, they asked Rebizakal uh, Khan Inspector, the Galadar. They said, there's a Rav, he made a, ter- a terrible, terrible mistake in Allah. We need to fire him. So. Rabbi Yitzchak Al-Khanan wrote back that that Rav is right. It's not a mistake in Allah. He was right. So they, wow, he's right. And then two days later, they got a letter from Yitzchak Al-Khanan. No, I made a mistake. He's wrong. He wanted to show them that Rav make makes mistakes. It's possible. So the Rav made a mistake. So because he made a mistake, you're going to fire him? Rav Shila made a mistake. And for that, Rav wanted to put him in him. So Kari Shmuel laid the Rav Rav almost made a boo-boo here. Rav almost made the mistake. Forget Rav Shila. Rav Shila made a mistake in Allah. But Rav almost made a mistake that he almost put Rav Shila in Cherem for no reason without finding out and seeing that he, he did tshuva. He felt bad that he made a mistake. So Rav was saved. Nothing bad is going to happen to the tzaddik. Kari Rav the Shmuel and Rav then said a pasuk to Shmuel. And my salvation, who saved me? The, the Yoyetz, Shmuel. Tanya, Omar Rebbe. Shmak is so good, Rebbe Yisai. Maisa v'shnei b'nei odom, mechamrim, mechmorim b'yarden. There were people, two people, that were putting out nets in the Yarden, in the Jordan River. V'nichna se'chad me'em l'mechil shadogim. And one of them went into some sort of cave where the fish hang out. And the sun went down. This reminds me again the story that happened with the, in Thailand, I think it was. Where was it? Three years ago. 
13 boys and a coach, soccer team, they go into a cave. They're looking around the cave. All of a sudden, a storm, water starts coming by, and they got stuck, and they couldn't go into the back into the cave, right? They got stuck in a room. And the whole world was thinking, what's going on with them? Are they dead? Are they alive? And they survived how many days? Like two weeks almost, no? Whatever it was, two weeks. Something with sugar. They were just drinking water that was dripping off the ceiling of the cave. It's much like this. They go in, they go into some bechila shel dogim, and all of a sudden they don't know how to get out. And everybody decided that they're dead. What would you do? You come home and you hear that they're making a big hespit in your house. I would wait outside and listen to the whole hespit, see what they're saying. So the guy goes in. They say, I don't, I don't know if it's 100% true, but I heard this a while ago that the Nobel Prize, I don't remember the guy's name, is Alfred, Siegfried, whatever the names were, these guy, the guy that invented dynamite, <laughs> one day they, they decide, this, this is the rumor, I don't know if it's true, Ayn Sham, he read in a, an obituary about his, it was, they thought his brother died, but they thought it's the inventor of the dynamite that died. So they wrote a whole thing, what a Russia, what a jerk, he caused so much death and pain in the world. And there he is, reading his own obituary. He couldn't believe what the world was saying about him. So right then and there, he decided to do the Nobel Prize and give out millions of dollars and give all his nechassim away. But it's a, it happens, yeah, a guy comes home and he hears a hespid about himself. They're being masked with him because everybody was sure that he's dead. Again, we're talking about, is it possible for somebody to survive different situations? And how, how sure are you that this person is dead? It's not over, it ain't over till it's over. But in certain situations, when we know we see a lion ripping at the guy's head like we had yesterday, or certain bodies of water that's not possible, or even in bodies of water, a, a doctor came over to me afterwards, I forgot, I, I still forgot the name. Forgot, there's a, it's a, look it up, it's called diving reflex. It's possible to survive underwater for an hour, two hours, whatever it is. If the body is cold and the body shuts down and the, you, don't, you don't fight it and you don't drink the water, then the body goes like almost semi-unconscious soda and gives a little, look it up, there's a certain syndrome. So it's possible to survive. So a guy who's there for 15, 20 minutes, it's impossible he's alive. Okay, his wife is mutter to get married. Not true. Maybe it is possible. Maybe he found a little cave. Maybe this, maybe that. We don't know. Yachi. Omar And this is what these achreinim are pointing out. Look how great the words of Chachamim are. So the simple meaning is, look, they chapped that not everybody dies in the water. But according to these Achreinim, Kamagdoilim, Divri Chachamim, the Chachamim established a rule in the world by them saying, the Belzer Chassid told me that the Belzer Rav, or one of the, the Belzer Rebbe, the, the Friedrich Rebbe, however they call him, he paskin that when you go on a plane, you don't say Agaymel. Why? Because to establish a rule, that it, it's not a sakana. You should know it's not a sakana. It really isn't a sakana. But that's a different story. So they, they established a rule in nature. They don't necessarily die right away from water. It depends what kind of water. So if a guy gets lost in a big body of water, you, could, you, don't have, you can't establish that he's dead. So, in a big ocean, how can we not concern maybe found some hole somewhere and he has oxygen? 
Because it's not so common to find those kind of the fish, some explain the fish create these holes or whatever. So if it's a smaller body of water, they create a larger body of water or not. So the Gemara says there's an afkamina between a Tamat Chacham and a regular person. Why? These solid colors, like when a Tamat Chacham pops out, imagine a gadol comes out. Oh, everybody starts talking about it. Rumors before WhatsApp, before internet. Things traveled only certain times. So if it's a simple person, nobody cares. But a Tamat Chacham, everybody knows about. It doesn't matter who it is. Grab it in. So if she went ahead and she got married, fine, we're not going to make her get divorced. But we don't tell her she could get divorced. She could get married. This is a very, very famous Gemara. The Remeir Shapiro used this when he's trying to convince Klai Yisrael to do that. We have a tremendous Akarza Toif to Remeir Shapiro. One man, one idea. One of the most powerful ideas that Klai Yisrael ever had. And he used this Gemara. I have no charts today. For whatever reason. Let's just say I was flying and the plane got delayed and then canceled and went to another gate. And then official said, I don't have time to prepare. So this is the only chart I was able to pull up. My favorite chart. Who's Rav Gamliel? Rav Gamliel is... The great grandson of Hilla Zokin. You have Hilla Zokin, Rib Shimon, Gamliel Azokin, Rib Shimon Gamliel, Rabbi Gamliel. Fine. Pamachas oisi mahalal besvino, veroisi svino achashinishboro. I'm in a ship, and I look over and I see a broken vessel. Voisi mitstar al tamad chochim shabai. Take a look, and it says on it, I don't know, Titanic or whatever, I noticed the name, and I know that on that ship is the God Ador Umanu Rebekiva. He's going down. He's drowning. So, I'm very bizarre. Rebbe Kiva is no longer with us. Suddenly, all of a sudden, here he is. He's talking to me and learning. What happened? How did you get out of there? Omarli, daf, daf. A board from the ship was floating by, and I grabbed onto it. No, doesn't get any better than this. One day before the end of the Masechta, you grab onto the daf, it saves you. I want to elaborate a little bit more, maybe by the seum. But every wave that came by, I ducked the wave, and I went weiter, and I was saved. Says Ramir Shapiro, saved by the daf, the Torah. The Torah is what saved me. All right, Beis Hashem, we'll we'll schmooze a little bit more about it. When you get attacked by a Russia, like the Gal, the enemy comes, 
So you duck. You don't. You don't go head to head with it. I already wrote off Rebbe Kiva. I was certain that he was dead. Asura, and over here you have a case where he actually survived. Another very similar story. Now this time it's Rebbe Kiva. I saw a boat about to go down. I was very bit about a that was on the boat, Umanu Rebbe Meir. What are you doing here? I thought you died in the ocean. How would you get her? Same story, same lotion. One wave passed me over to the other wave. And another one to the until you spit out to the to dry land. Now the question is, why did Rebbe Kiva ask him, Bini mi elcha? It happened to Rebbe Kiva, the story right before. Rebbe Kiva had the same situation, and he was saved by a daf. So what is he asking Rebbe Meir? Mi elcha. Okay, Mistama, you grabbed onto a daf and you were saved. But Rebbe Meir doesn't answer that he had a daf. Rebbe Meir says he had a, a wave got him. So, Perhaps the answer is that it was a little bit different. Rebbe Kiva's ship broke up. It says by Rebbe Kiva that his boat broke up completely and he grabbed onto a daf. But by Rebbe it doesn't say that. It says mitorefes and that the entire ship went down. So it's possible there was nothing to hold on to. And therefore Rebbe Meir was so... Rebbe Kiva was nispal. He said, how did you... I saw your ship going down. I didn't see any survivors. I didn't see any wood that you could grab. I saw the whole ship go down. Shemir said, you're right. It's a much bigger chiddush. I actually had to swim the waves. I, wasn't, I didn't have a flotation device. But we'll have to explain it a little bit better. What's a gal? Sometimes you have to duck under a gal. Sometimes you ride the gal. When there's borders and you don't see the person surviving, his wife is motor. There's no, there's no end. You don't never know when he's going to come out. And therefore, the ship. This happened obviously in open waters in the ocean, and you see survival of Rameyer and Rebekiva. There was, I don't know, this is not so much, you don't have to laugh, this is not so much for Baltimore, but this is for the island of New York. Say this, uh, this guy's going to yell at me that I have no filter, but I, I can't, it's a, whatever. If you think it's inappropriate, let me know. We'll erase it later. But there was a uh, seminary girls who are in the zoo in Eretz and they wanted to, they wanted to know when, when there's going to be the lion, the lion feeding. When are they going to feed the lions? So they asked the guy, Slicha, Mataya Gilirarayas. All right, so 
Who said it? Ah, you're, that's what I said. Brooklyn doesn't count. Okay. Tell those Bachram that wrote me the email. They shouldn't listen to that one. Okay, fine. All right. Um, so where were we? So we have over here the lions. Um, this, this one guy over there on the left side, he loves the good morning. He's listening to it over and over. Kill like I don't hear it. Okay, whatever. Huh? If he fell into the lion's den, you cannot testify that he is dead. Now, I'll just tell you from my own experience, not my own experience, I never really jumped into the lion's den, but lions in general, they don't eat people. It's not a thing. Now, if a lion is very hungry or very sick and old, that's a different story. But a lion, if you bump into a lion in the jungle, chances are he's probably going to take a left turn and, and book out of there. I'm just saying. Now, if they threw him into a goy they threw him into a pit with hungry lions, that's a different story. That's like Daniel and the goy that's something else. You can't get out of there. They probably didn't feed these lions in six days. They're going to eat you. No, it's a Pasuk in the Torah that says that lions are scared. All animals are scared. It's a, it's a Pasuk in Bereshus. Now, if it's full of snakes and scorpions, by the way, in this week's parasha we have the Nechashim that came from Lashon Haro. The, the snakes bite even when they're not hungry. They're going to attack. Especially if you're in a, in a tight space with them, they're going to attack. So therefore, you could assume the guy's dead. You don't, you can't assume that a guy is dead if just because he fell in there. Why? 120 daf into Maybe he's a snake whisperer. That's the Lashon Rashi says. He knows how to tame snakes. Rabbi Isaac, you all thank Fischl for this one. Sponsored by Moshe Horn in honor of Rabbi Tzvi Medetsky, the only Rebbe, he, he came out with this. That's Fischl's Hamtzah. The only Rebbe that was actually good at basketball. Sponsored by Nisano Latzloch Ruchni and Gashmi from Ranakash for, for introducing me to MDY. Metanakama. How much time do we have? When do we start? Shom Aleichem. How are you? Huh? For real? Five minutes for, for 45 minutes or for an hour? Hakeem Chanik. Okay. When you step on a snake, it's not a very good idea. So since he's in a small little pit, usually the pits are small for the snakes. The, the, the lines are in wider places. It doesn't mean you're stepping on his head. But a snake, you're going to step on him, so he'll, he'll attack. He fell into a fiery pit. You could assume that he's consumed by the fire. A boiling pot of wine or oil, he's going to not make it. Oil, he's not going to make it. Because even the oil that spills on the sides, I'm not exactly sure the whole, how this works, this sugya. I would assume that boiling oil, Rashi says, his body goes into a shock that he can't jump out. He doesn't have a chance. If a person falls in, you think, okay, jump right out. You get third degree burns. But you jump. No. His body just, it, he gets a shock and he can't get out. And then just keeps on getting worse and worse. 
but oil that spills off the side, let's say he jumps in here and the oil spills to the side, it's going to ignite the fire more and it's going to be worse for him. You could survive hot, hot wine. I don't know how hot, but hot. Because when he jumps in, the wine spills over the surface of the kli and puts out the flames. Not true. Yes, it might go out for a second, but then it'll come back with revenge and it will kill him. And he came out, the Mishnah says, a story, a guy fell, and he came out three days later. Okay, Yosef HaTzadik also fell into a pit full of Nechashim and Kravim and he survived. We're not talking about Nisim. Don't talk about Nisim, let's talk about natural happenings. What is the halach? My Maisa Nisim. Why, why do you consider that a nace? That he fell in and he survived three days. If it's because he didn't eat or drink. Esther. Don't, she's telling everybody, fast for me for three days. So it's possible to, to, to starve yourself for three days and not die. What happened was, he wasn't able to sleep for three days. He's treading water for three days. That's impossible that you die from. If a person says, I swear that I'm not going to sleep for three days, because since it's impossible, and he's over for making a shwasha. You give him a zet, you give him malchus, and he could go to sleep right away because it's impossible not to sleep for three days. I remember the sugi over there, we were talking about this guy, uh, Blaine. I don't know, he stays up for days upon days, more than three days. So we're talking about it then, I, I don't remember, don't quote me at all, but I think one of the shatim that we had there was not that it's impossible to stay up, uh, a person is going to fall asleep. Not that it kills you if you, do fall, if you are up for three days. If a person is up for more than three days, it doesn't mean that you're going to die from it, like the Gemara seems like from the Gemara. It just means that's impossible because you, your body is going to close down and, and fall asleep. Why is it not considered a nace, according to Rameir? The little ledges over there in this bar he was able to grab onto something and therefore he survived. But they were very slippery, made out of marble, he couldn't grab onto it. It doesn't say in the Gemara that he has to sleep eight hours. It says that in the three days he has to sleep. No. So maybe he hopped a dremel, like that guy over there, for, for 10 seconds. No, just pointing in general. Not just... <laughs> I wasn't sleeping. I was just a little bit. I was hopping a 10 second dream. Okay. Unbelievable story. Boy, you have here a Gadol Shebegdailim. How do I know he's a Gadol Shebegdailim? The Gemara says that this was a very, very chosh of a man. But what did this chosh of a man do? He used to dig ditches for a living for Klai Yisrael. So the Klai Yisrael should have water when they oil the regal. So what do you see? doesn't matter how great you are. doesn't matter how chosh of you are. doesn't matter how long your frack is. You go out and you dig a bar for Klai Yisrael. Incredible story happened. His daughter, his own daughter, fell into one of the boyroids that he himself dug for Klai Yisrael. He took off from his seder of learning. He's a gadol, betayra and everything. And he took off a seder to dig a big pit. And in the pit falls his daughter. The famous Hanina ben Daisa, the melumet benisim. The whole world survives because of Hanina Bini, and Hanina Bini only eats a little bit of boxer, of, how do you say boxer in English? 
Karib. Always had unbelievable Nisim throughout Shas. Shari, Shainan, if this Gemara sounds familiar, because I believe we learned it a number of times from the beginning of Shas, from Brachas till here, we had at least once before. Shari, Shainan, Shalom. So they said, no, where is she? she don't worry about it, she's going to survive. Shalom. Shni, Amalem, Shalom. He came back a little bit later. She's, a, she's, she's alive. Shlisha is Oyvei. He sees that you can't survive that long. In water, Amalem also. No, don't worry about it. She came out. Amalem, Biti, Mielech. How'd you get out? Amalem, Zachor Shurachelem. There was a male sheep. Nizdamali, Bezokim Manhigoy. Avraham Avinu himself took her out. Why? Because Avraham Avinu, when he sacrificed Yitzchak, he gave Klai Yisrael a schos of Tchias HaMesim, of, of saving. Of sa- Could you imagine? Thousands of years ago, a man did an unbelievable act, Akedas Yitzchak, and that act survives all the generations. It's unbelievable. Yeah? We also, you do an act now, you don't know what you are doing today. When you do a certain maisa chesed, a certain maisa, whatever it is, official, you hear? Talking to you. You don't know what, what kind of ramifications it has on the next generation and then three generations. They say official's grandson became a Rosh Hashiva. Why? Why? Because there's a, a certain maisa that he did, a certain thing that this. It's unbelievable. Yeah, it's, it's for us to, it's not only Avram Avinu. Yeah, it was an unbelievable act, and we're not comparing the act, but that act lasts for all the generations. We once uh, discussed another thing, that because Yitzchak sacrificed himself, so Klai Yisrael is able to be Mekadashim Shomayim. A lot of Yidin over the generations jumped into the fire, Xeris Tachtat in, the, in, the, in, in Auschwitz and all these things. No, I'm not going to do it, I'm, kill me. Because of that one mice of Yitzchak Kavinu sacrificing himself. Says the Gemara, incredible. How did you know that she survived? It's a borrowed language from the Novi. No, you don't have to be a Novi to know this, he says. This is common sense. Does it make any sense to you? And you see, it's there also. I mean, I don't know how he, how he could use this, but each person can use it on his own. It doesn't make sense that Kishboruchu is going to punish the Chayfer Shichin, the one who, who digs for Klai Yisrael, he's going to kill his daughter in that pit that he dug? It's impossible. That is impossible. So he said, I don't have to be a Navi. I know that it's impossible. Nevertheless, his own son died from thirst. So what does that, what does that mean? Well, first of all, he didn't die in the pit. That is impossible. In a pit that I dig for HaKadosh Baruch Hu, for Klai Yisrael, to kill my child in that pit is impossible. That doesn't make any sense. But yes, I do dig pits to, to have liquid and water for Klai Yisrael. My son died from liquid deprivation. Why? His son. Why? 
it's a midah connected midah l'chayra. Because he probably didn't dig or whatever it was that I saw this once, I don't know where, a while back, that he, he was lazy once or didn't dig a, a and Klai Yisrael, when they were coming up with a little regal, didn't have water at that place. So HaKash paid him, even though it's very, very dark as dick, that's what Gemara says now. Very turbulent. When you're around HaKash Baruch when you're that close, it's more and more turbulent. The closer you get to HaKash Baruch the wilder it is. So you see again, he was from the greatest. HaKash Baruch had to take care of him and be medactic and be makbed on him so that all his oinshim come in this world. And that nothing's left for him in Oilam Abba. He goes straight to Gan Eden. Narods, dreaded, I'm just quoting from the Ars Grill. Great counsel. Rabba, great. Okay, so whoever's next to Baruch the closer you are, he's going to be more Makbid. Says the official Mishnah, sponsored by the MDY Tehillim Group, I'm saying this Balpeh. Join mdytehillim.com. Says the Mishnah. Now we're doing a little bit of a 180, it seems like. Not really, but until now we're talking about women that cannot testify, could testify. Now we're saying, at the end of the day, even children could testify, even women. It doesn't matter if, if you hear, they didn't even testify. You were on the bus and you overheard a woman saying, you heard so-and-so's husband died. That's it. I take that to the bank. Now the woman, the woman can get married. The kids in the cheder, they're saying, oh, Pliny died. Oh, we're going to the Leviah. Whether they want to say it like a testimony, it was just Mesiyach Lefitumam, Mikabal. If he's Jewish, if he insists to, to testify. And the Gemara is going to describe a little bit. If a guy comes along, you can't trust him. Maybe he wants to be Mikalkal, the wife. Says the Gemara, maybe these kids in Cheder, they're saying, oh, let's go to the funeral of so-and-so. Maybe they never went. Maybe it never happened. You're right. That we are concerned it might not have happened. But they said, We just came back from the funeral. <laughs> I love this kasha. Maybe they went to a funeral of a grasshopper. My, uh, this is the Gemara saying. In other words, kids were playing. They, you know, these Nebraki kids, they took their legs out of the grasshopper. They killed it slowly. They put it on a little oren. And they said, And they did a whole fake kids' levaya. And then they got on the bus and said, oh, what a terrible levaya. Wow, Gavaldi Kehesp, the guy made. And they, what do they call him? They called him a Rabbi Friedman. They called the grasshopper a name. Now this Chacham Batata is sitting behind them. Ooh, Rabbi Friedman's Nifter. Ooh, he goes to his wife. Oh, you can get married to anybody you want. They're talking about a grasshopper. Frek the Gemara. V'dimu kamtza ba'alma shachilei. Ba'asikulei ashmei. 
I'm not making this a Gemara. The Kamri came became Rabbon and Havasam because they described which Rav gave the Hespid, came became Sabdone Havasam. There's so many Sabdonim, so many Rabbonim, and so many people. They described the whole thing. From the words, you're able to see that they're not messing around. When a guy wants to testify, we trust him. But if he wants to make the woman mutter, and the Gemara is going to say, how do we know? If he demands from Bezdin that he should marry off the wife, we don't trust him. It's similar to that other Gemara, like a woman comes into Bezdin and says, oh, my husband's dead, give me my money. Give me my ksuba. You see, I guess they were pretty dumb back then. I don't know. The guy wants to mess up the woman, so he comes in and says, marry off the wife, let her be her. If I was a guy, I would just say, hey, uh, the guy died, I saw him dead. Whatever happens, happens. Obviously, she's going to get married after. No, he can't control himself. He comes into Bez and he says, based on my testimony, let her get married. That, we don't trust him. <coughs> but if he, the guy comes in and says, listen, like we had the other day, I saw so-and-so die, and that's okay. If he wanted to make the woman mutter, then we don't trust him. But if he came to be made, then we trust him. Basically, he had a big fight with 85 skenim. He's saying the same thing. But the 85 didn't agree to him that that's okay. What's the case? So they say what happened was if an Andrew comes into Bez and he says, Rabboisai, so and so died, we don't trust him. But if the non-Jew is schmoozing on the bus, again, you hear him stop schmoozing? Yeah, terrible. I remember I used to work for, the, for this and this gid, and he was Nebuch Nifter. He's not trying to testify. So then we can use his, his words and use it to take away. Because again, Rabbi said, don't forget, the whole song is talking about Aguna here. How do we have this woman get married without a problem of Aguna? So we have to be makel sometimes. And one of the clues we're going to do is we're going to take the, the words of a non-Jew, not a testimony. If he comes and is made in Bezin, no, we're not going to trust. But since it's just words and he wasn't trying to do anything, he's just schmoozing, we're going to trust him. Guy comes, starts screaming. He comes into the city and starts screaming, where's Chivoy's house? He's dead, he's dead. Now remind me that my side, I said it, I know, Feshel, I know. You'll tell me exactly when I said it. They asked one of these Russian soldiers every day, another soldier had to go and notify that one of their people in the platoon, they died. So they, they took this klutz, and they didn't know how to do it. Like, they don't know, you have to be a professional. He didn't know how to do it. They said, you go, you go notify so-and-so. So he goes... Knocks on the door. Yeah. Hi. Are you the almana of so-and-so? She says, I'm not an almana. He goes, you want to bet? <laughs> okay, fine. So 
that's what this reminds me. This Meshuggah, instead of saying, you know, so somebody died, you go nicely, you know, there was an accident, there was a very accident, knew what happened, something. No. He's screaming outside that everybody should hear through the windows. Chivai is dead. Okay, very nice. And based on the Russian soldiers uh, screaming, they allowed, Rabbi Yosef said, the wife can get married. I would have a call my There's a person who's saying, there was an unbelievable horseman, he's an unbelievable soldier. The Havapumdisa, the Shachev, he died. Vincent Rav Yosef. Rav Yosef allowed the wife to get married. Vitema Rava. Some say it was the Talmud of Rav Yosef. Rava, Ludvisu. I would have a call my Basel. Manikya Bey Chosa, Tava Chosa. Oi, is there anybody here in the city that knows Chosa? He drowned, he drowned. Rav Nachman, Holy Kim. Holy Kim is Lashon of a Shvor. Achloi Kavri Lachosa. It's an interesting Lashon, but he says, oh. I, I guarantee you the fish ate him up. People heard him saying this. She heard of Nachman saying, oh, her husband is eaten up by fish. Nothing was left of him. So she figured, that's a psak alocha. I could get married. So nobody said anything to her. It was okay for her to get married. You see from here. Look. The guy drowned in a body of water that doesn't have edges. And we said it's also to get married based on the drowning if you don't recover the body. That's to go ahead and, and, and get married. Avali Nasiv, like this woman, she jumped ahead without asking any halachas. She didn't go to ask the rav. She heard her nachman say, Oi, Nebuch, must have been eaten by fish. If she goes ahead, then we're not going to make her get divorced. Some say Rav Nachman married, yeah? Married? What does the Irish girl say? He married her off, married. He what? She could remarry. Okay. Omar Chos, Omar. He said, This guy was a very chashav person like this far we had earlier. It means that the Salag, if it's true, that he perished. Sorry, if he came up. Salag means he came out of the water. People would know about it because he's a chashav person. And as we said earlier, It doesn't matter how, what your status is, how chashav you are. The evidence you should, if a person goes ahead and gets married, we let her remain married. That she shouldn't get married. Rabboisai, have a wonderful day.